Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on, Bar Down Breakdown, episode 187, and this is the end of the year episode, and look who's back, joining us tonight, it is Tommy V, giving us a good old thumbs up that no one can see, because this is audio only. For those of you that don't get it that's terminator hello it's me i'm the terminator and i'm back oh boy well um a couple of quick things and then we'll just launch right into this end of the year episode first and foremost um huge shout out to our boy justin for just coming in filling in earning the spot you know our dude was like you know he was that AHL, you know, top forward, and then I have to go and you know get get my foot broken, and then my man steps up, and all of a sudden he's on the top line. Yes, hockey fans, that's right. He's the playmaker, whereas I am the grinder, and Mikey is also the grinder, and he knows what I mean. I know what you mean, Tom. Good. You are looking good, by the way. Yeah, I know. Hey. No. No one can even see this, but I just have to get it out there. Tom is looking good and healthy and strong. Yeah, and man. So awesome to have him back. The show went on, but as everyone knows, it wasn't the same without you. And uh, it's just awesome to fire it back up, man. It's a new year, 2023. I feel yes. like it's a perfect time to like just add the typical Death Cab for Cutie lyrics and Further <laughs> Seems Forever lyrics and just it's the new year. And I don't feel any different, but 
it's a, a good year for bar down breakdown. We got some cool things planned in a couple of months that we can't quite talk about, but I guess we can officially say that bar down breakfast part two is going to happen and just everyone prepare because it's going to be sweet and we'll tell you more when we can, but it's happening. And we're already thinking about year three. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't even want to start thinking about year three yet, but, but since, since, since we have Tommy back, I, I think, I think we, uh, we had an agreement that year two is going to be called electric boogaloo. Exactly. So bar down, bar down two, electric, boogaloo. Two, electric boogaloo, and it's going to be great. Uh, everybody's going to have a, have a great time. There's going to be dancing. You guys don't even know where it is. You don't even know who's playing. And that's what's great about this. I know and you don't. So keep tuning in because, you know, maybe we'll drop some, some subtle hints for you guys as we go along, but I couldn't be more stoked to, to be back, to be hanging with you guys. Uh, it was, uh, a long, long road to, uh, you know, feeling comfortable to kind of get back out there, but, uh, Gladly, uh, you know, I'm in a place where where I can. So uh, onward and upward, you know, I, I I shared quite publicly that 2022 was, you know, not my year. Um, you know, so burn it down and uh, in the ashes, 2023 comes through and uh, it's going to be a killer year. But the one thing about 2022 um, that I loved was uh, all of the great music that came out. Now, before we... we you know, dive too deep into talking about, uh, you know, our top records of the year. Uh, you know, we, we want to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, 2022 in hockey because a lot of funky stuff has happened. Um, a lot of interesting stuff has happened. Uh, some, you know, kind of, you know, wacky moves here and there. And, uh, you know, we've still got another seven weeks until the trade deadline, I think, or something like that. So there's more silliness to come, I'm sure. But, uh, as you guys know very well for me, uh, you know, I'm not the hockey guy. So uh, I'll uh, I'll lay out here and let my uh, two bearded friends, will be more beardeder than me, uh, talk a little bit about 2022 in hockey. So so I will say I think last time last time we 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 had an episode, we took we took a little bit of a break over the holiday season. Uh, I think the Devils were still on top of the Metropolitan. And uh, it's been great watching Devils fans kind of kind of cry and fall off the bandwagon a little bit. I'm all for that. I totally agree. And I I, I don't want to say that the, the Devils aren't a great team. And oh, they're they an have, amazing team. And have young superstars. But, you know, they, they started hot. And we know that this is an 82-game season. It's a long season. It's a grind. You got to bounce back. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> You got to bounce back from injuries and sometimes a goalie or two will get hurt and some of your stars will get hurt. And what makes a real team is being able to sustain that success. And, you know, it, it's just a long season. And I, I do think, you know, at the top of the Metro having Carolina, that makes sense. I think Carolina is the real deal. Mm -hmm. uh, They've been consistent for the past few seasons. Yeah. But what's a little surprising to me is how far down the Florida Panthers are. Like, thinking where they were last year to where they are this year, that's got to be surprising a lot of people. Um, I, I think for the most part, 
the rest of the metropolitan kind of looks the way it, it should. Um, but that, that Panthers team sitting at seventh right now at the bottom of the Metro is just a little shocking to me. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, John Huberto, Huberto rather, I should say somewhere is sipping a cup of tea, just being like, yeah, you fucks. Thanks a whole <laughs> nope. lot. But it's, yeah. it's crazy because they were, they were easily like within the third, second or third spot, maybe a month ago. Or maybe no, two months ago, they were in the second, third spot in in the Atlantic Division, and then just they just transitioned into this like this. I don't know, like it. it I, it's funny. I, I have a lot of because I'm from South Florida. I have a lot of friends in in that are part of the Panthers camp, and they're just pissed at how the team's been performing. And um, and I think Huberdeau was a pretty big. Uh, pretty big uh player on the team last season he was a great captain and it's uh it's hard to see him go now i mean the reality of it is yeah he, he was a major player i mean mm-hmm. you know a lot of people were like well you know they're gonna they're gonna trade up um and you know land you know to chuck or you know i i i guess it was kind of like one of those things where it, it didn't really work out. You know, super teams sometimes where you have too many stars aren't always uh, able to make it work. You know, especially you look at the Maple Leafs almost every year. I mean, like the amount of star power on that team is is out of control, but, you know, you can't make it out of the first round of the playoffs. So, you know, I, I think that's what's interesting about a team like the like the Canes, right? Because they, they're sort of, to me, remind me a little bit of the Islanders because they don't, like they don't have like like a bona fide superstar. I mean, they've got like some good players, but they yeah. don't have like a superstar. So, you know, they're able to put it together and win all these games and just be a ferocious team. And, you know, they're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, hate to say it, you know, because they're you know as Islanders fans, Mikey and I, it's you know, it's kind of stepping on our heads, but they're a ton of fun to watch. You know, as a hockey fan, you just kind of love how they grind through games. It's awesome. I will not give a compliment to the Carolina Hurricanes. I hate watching them play. I hate their fan base. But, yeah, you know, I, I think the, the season's definitely got some surprises so far. Um, but our Islanders, Tom, are kind of where we were expecting them. They're, they're, they have some games where they just look like they're going to win the Stanley Cup, and then they yep. – you know, lose to the Arizona Coyotes, and you're like, oh my God, like this team, yeah. we need to rebuild. But mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of how every fan base is, right? <laughs> like they just yeah. want their team to win every single game. And but the but the Islanders, especially, I mean, that you know, the Islanders fan base, you know, you and I know the core of that fan base all too well. Um, you know, they're just all maniacs. I mean, like absolute maniacs, and they can go from one end of the spectrum to the other, you know, when, you know, Barzi was on his, uh, his assist streak, you know, and he hadn't scored a goal yet. It was like, you know, one half Islanders fans are like, Oh, well, this is great. At least he's producing. And the other half was like, you know, ah, why would we ever pay this guy money? And, you know, this is ridiculous. And yeah, it's just like, Whoa, you know, like back it up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, the Islanders have kind of been, meandering down i mean they've had some games where 
they looked really sharp. They had some games where they looked like they were asleep. It, it, you know, it was tough to watch a couple of these games. And, you know, they seem to work well under adversity, like, you know, like underdogs might, you know. I think the big problem with them is, you know, as a team, the, they when they let off the throttle, it's like the whole team does, you know. And I think that's mm-hmm. evidenced by the way the captain has been playing, you know. Uh, I hate to say it, but, you know, Lee's got to kind of step up, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I, I think he's been kind of caught sleepwalking for these past couple of games. And, you know, the, the whole idea with a captain is you lead by example. So, you know, the rest of the players will, will fall in line if he's out there, you know, taking his 20, 25 minutes and, and making something of it. So I don't know. I, I just I think they, they need to, to make some things happen. I think they need to work on some stuff. And ultimately, if they're able to stick around for the next, you know, five or six weeks and stay competitive, I hope they they make a good deal, you know, to to see if they can do something here. You know, get Barzi a winger to play with, you know, yep. uh, get rid of, you know, Beauvillier or, you know, uh, Bailey even. Some of these guys who just are not producing Producing. and go buy a, you know, go buy a loan, you know, like not buy a loan rather, but go buy a, you know, a one-year superstar. Get to the dance at least. Yeah, I I think these next couple of weeks leading up to that trade deadline are going to be huge. Um, Especially since they're right now in that last wild card spot. Um, But we'll see how it plays out. I also don't want them to just like sell the farm and trade away our draft picks because I'm starting to see, at least with the guys that they're calling up from Bridgeport, that it's like next man up. And it's not necessarily like the next best player up. But since the Islanders have such a, a system team, yeah, like if their right winger for the fourth line goes down, they have like a clone in Bridgeport that they could just yeah. fill in mm-hmm. seamlessly. And that's why, even though we've had some pretty substantial injuries so far, we've hung around. Yeah, and yeah. There's some some games where it's a total flop, and like I know that they were the fan base was up in arms about the um the Seattle game but Seattle's a good team like they yeah. they're sitting in the playoffs right now and um i i just don't think that that's necessarily like a, a deciding loss that we are just not a competitive team um, mm-hmm. but i don't want to just only talk islanders hockey um i i guess since it is the new year and one thing that's very relevant around this time of year is the winter classic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys. I went to turn on NBC on new year's day and I'm like, wait, why isn't the winter classic started yet? And then like, I looked at the TV guide and I was like, wait, the winter classic is not on new year's day. What the <laughs> heck is up with that? Like what was the NHL thinking? Like why change it all of a sudden? Uh, you I don't know, know if it was because I, it was on a sun. Oh, it was competing against Sunday night football or Sunday football. Yeah. So well, I mean, like that was on a Sunday. That's your that's your market share, man. I mean, it, yeah. you know, I, I, as much as I hate to say it, you know, sports fans are sports fans, you know, and most even hockey fans, you know, in America especially, they're gonna tune over to to the NFL instead. But 
I, I agree with you. It was kind of a shock to not, you know, have it, have it there. You know, it was kind of, uh, and I'm sure it's not something they probably planned out, you know, years in advance, knowing that this was going to fall this way and, you know, just decided not to say anything because, you know, hockey fans, like if you had said it three years ago, like, oh, by the way, 2023's Winter Classic is, you know, going to be on Monday, you know, the fucking, you know, the, the Kyle would drive down and kill us all. That's what he would he's do. He's already in Nashville. Yeah, that's uh, he's way he's I don't he's, he's too, too close. close. Get him away. He's too close. Uh, he needs to go back. Send him across the border. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that guy's dangerous. Uh, but but no, you know the the Winter Classic. You know, it's always such a uh, an unbelievable presentation to see. You know the way that um, you know uh, they end up you know, broadcasting the game and the camera angles they use and just like the wide open space and the cold and. I, I think it's such a cool thing, the Winter Classic that they that, that the NHL does, and uh, you know it's a bummer that they didn't do it sooner, that they didn't think to to do it sooner. But now that they're doing it, it's just like kind of, uh, you know, it's like a game to be elevated for, even if it's nothing for you know just two points. It's I think like a badge of honor for a lot of these guys to have this opportunity, especially all the you know Canadians and Russians and Czechs and all those crazy guys who just played pond hockey all their lives you know they're like holy shit you know i got to play in the snow again you know i love this so i, I think it's such a cool thing so I think did the, you the even cool watch it of... what did I, you're asking if i watched it yeah i watched it okay and what about you justin did you watch it yeah i was gonna say i loved seeing the scenery of of fenway too like i thought that i think it was just such a cool way how they had everything set up um, and doing it at such an iconic part too is just mm-hmm. was amazing. Like to your point, like you had all these you know Russians and Canadians coming down and playing, and they're they're playing in probably one of the most memorable parks outside of Wrigley and New Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. And and uh, you know, I, I and I like this. I think that you know, again, uh, you know, just take it around the country and like do it wherever you can. You know, I. Uh, I love it, you know, as a, as an idea. And I also kind of hope that, you know, they take a cue from the NFL, um, you know, cause the NFL is, is doing really great having these uh, neutral site games. Like, you know, the one they do in London, Mexico city, you know, mm-hmm. if the NHL like decided to do something like that, like, you know, have, you know, like something during the regular season and you call it like the, I don't know, the Russian classic. And like, it doesn't mean anything more than, you know, points in the standings, but like make a bracket, like, you know, make a bracket out of it. And, you know, something like that, you know, where like you can get, you know, a day or two in all of these other places around the world that love hockey. And granted, yeah, you know, the Russia, Russia's got the KHL and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, seeing an NHL game there, uh, you know, not a scrimmage, not a preseason game, I, that's got to be like the coolest thing. So I hope that that's something that comes, you know, along with this winter classic stuff. Uh, but anything that they could do that's different presentation, um, get more eyes on the product. Hell yeah. Now I do want to just throw one of these ideas that I heard floating around there because I wasn't the only one that was confused turning on the TV on Monday, on uh, Sunday, on New Year's day and, and not seeing it. People were like, why not just move it to New Year's Eve and start the game at like literally midnight and like do like the ball countdown 
for the new year and then then like drop the puck right at midnight and then have because what other events or sporting events are happening at that time that yeah competition and i don't know about you i felt super old when (laughs) they were like doing the promotion for the new year's rocking new year's eve and stuff and the commercial comes on with all these artists and i'm like who is that? I don't even know these people. And I just felt like a geezer saying it. But truly, I did not know like half or three quarters of the artist performing for the, the rocking New Year's Eve. And I was like, geez, I wish there was something I can watch right now. I want to go on record saying that watching David Byrne perform is the most awkward thing uh, in the universe. Like, I, it's talking heads rule, but like, dude, it was it was cringeworthy. Like when he was uh, on stage with Sia, and like he was like doing this weird conducty hand thing, and I didn't like it, guys. I didn't like it. So I'm trying to figure out which ball drop you guys watched because the one that I watched it had like Sierra and Shaggy. Like Shaggy came out doing Mr. Bombastic, and I was just like, "What year is this?" Yes, that's great. <laughs> Are we going into like 2023 or like 2007? I know, <laughs> I know. I'll take it though. I'll take it. And uh, you know, that's a whole another topic for a whole other episode. But like, you know, Mikey and I, I think we kind of missed the boat when we were doing the like only 2000s thing because like. You know, we did a couple episodes and stuff, and we should have done way more because, like, the way the vinyl game is going and, like, how much nostalgia is being plucked out of that era yep. and, like, pressed and selling, like, gangbusters um, is crazy. It really mm-hmm. is crazy. So, um, you know, maybe we need to revisit only 2001 to 2005 and talk more about Rufio. Well, especially with like when we were young festival getting, I mean, they just did year one, oh, year yeah. two is mm-hmm. already ready That's to go. It. I think that that era is just so over, Not, I'm not going to say like overhyped because I mean, it was definitely like an amazing era overall, but you see a lot of musicians or just people on TikTok talking about it. Like even like we're doing like emo night karaoke and they sent the set list that they were doing and it's all songs like pre 2007. Nothing yep. on that set list is is post-2007. Jeez, we should have done research before actually recording this episode, and we could have talked about, like, albums that are turning 20 years old in 2023. Oh, I could pull that up real quick. We have the internet. Because I, I know mean, Ribbons and Sugar is. So Gatsby's American Dream, Ribbons and Sugar is turning 20 this year. Which Transatlanticism is turning 20 this year. That's a big one. I know that. Because I think... I think give up by the postal services too. Cause I think it's like a joint 20th anniversary tour that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Liga North Meteora. Oh, that was a great one, man. Yep. North is yep. North is turning 20. Something North. North. Yeah, man. I never got into North as much as leaving through the window, but North is still a, a sick, sick record. So that's one of those records where same thing, like when it came out, it was it was a little mature yeah. for, for like something corporate fans. But if you go back and listen to like all of the something corporate albums, I guarantee that that's probably going to be your favorite one. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Because to be truthful, like, you know, even though it's sacrilege to say, I 
prefer Jack's mannequin over something corporate. I think that as he matured as a songwriter, he wrote better songs. And, you know, that's not to say that Constantine isn't an iconic song. And if you see Jordan isn't, you know, fucking great. Oh, little six, eight, six, eight, diddy do, but you know, straw dog and Kavanaugh park and all those songs are great. But like, you know, like when you listen to them, like, and when you're 35, like sometimes you get a little, you get a little cringe, you know, you're like, Oh God, you know? Um, and I guess, you know, it, it's just part of growing up and, and all that kind of stuff. But as a songwriter, I think Andrew McMahon stepped into his own with like Jack's mannequin. And, you know, now he's off being a superstar doing his, doing his dang thing. But, you know, I think, I mean, it's up to you guys, but, uh, since I prepared for like albums of 2022, we should probably do that. Uh, and then like maybe next episode we do this 20th anniversary thing because you need some time to do some research and I'm going to come at you. I'm going to come at you with some ditties and some slappies. Cause I all I've been doing for like six months is listening to music. So you all screwed. <laughs> I will say just one more on that topic, just because I bought the vinyl for this, this year, take this to your grave. Yeah, I mean, like turning twenty years old this year. That and you know that's fueling the speculation of like, are they going to do it? Are they going to go on a twentieth anniversary tour? And I mean, if they do, I think that could rival you know the. Hopefully, it doesn't rival in terms. Yeah, but like a MyChem sort of deal. Like I think it could. But how dope would it be if Fallout Boy was like, hey? We're gonna do a 20th anniversary tour and play "Take This to Your Grave," and every single venue we're playing is gonna be under 500 cap. So, fucking <laughs> go get it, Tiger. You yeah, know the, the the unfortunate thing is if it's sold by Ticketmaster with their new like demand oh, pricing, yeah, you know, it would be like two thousand dollars to get a ticket. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not that's not good. Well, I I don't know. They, we could do it like old school and just like. You know, the band can just sell the tickets. Go, oh yeah, yeah. Or the Sam Goody, <laughs> or that too. Yeah, you can get tickets, but at the only Sam Goody in, at like Alaska, the last the Fye only... in Florida and fucking Ocala. <laughs> Find uh, the coconuts. Oh man, coconuts too! Wow, what a what a place! But uh, but yeah, so let's let's kind of jump into some some records but i think before we do that somebody has a little something to say about something and about DraftKings. i would think you do and usually i do this and i'm not so and i'm, I'm not excited. all right I'll, I'll i'll take a stab at it so hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That's it. 
that was like so good. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know why all this time you were like, you gotta do it, you gotta do it. You're you're you do it, man. You're doing it. I had to step up the last couple of months. I've mastered the draft king. You are you are the king of the draft. Honestly, you are the what's that Russian guy's name instead of Josh Bailey that all the Islander fans wanted like 17 years ago. Nikita Filatov. Nikita Filatov. That's who you are. Very oh. Russian. Very cool. So, um, I. Uh, I have this weird question. Do you have like the ability to like splice music in? No. No. Okay. Well, maybe if you gave me time to prepare, but not on the fly. Okay. Not on the fly. I didn't really think so, but I thought how cool it would be like if like we talked about an album and then like spliced some music in, but kind of like how I spliced the music for the intro that you didn't hear. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hear you. You still have no idea even what song led us into this episode. No, I, I I assume it's either Keep Flying, Against the Green, or I or I don't know. Yep. So you'll actually have to listen to this episode to see. Because Tom does oh, not man. listen to any of these episodes. I don't like listening to my own voice, you know? That's just like a thing about me. You know that TikTok trend? It's like one thing about me is uh, when I was 15. That's a, it's a TikTok thing. You don't understand. Oh, so, I don't know that, ago, that trend. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not good with TikTok. <laughs> my, my wife is good with TikTok. Every trend that I know about is because my wife is doing it next to me on the phone. It's great. I love it. So anyways, let's talk music. So 2022 uh, really, in my opinion brought out some great music, some of the best from some bands that I've loved for a long time. Um, You know, but I know, you know, for some people like Mikey, for instance, you know, I know he listened to a lot of like singles and things like that. Whereas like you guys kind of know my style, I'm more of like an album guy. So, you know, for me, like if you said, Oh, what great singles were there? I'd be like, Oh, I don't really know. Um, but for me, you know, I'm an album listener. So I guess what we'll do uh, is uh, we'll kind of kick it up to to Mikey first and we'll let him do his first. I figure, what are we going to do, like three apiece? Is that kind of the whole deal? That works. Yeah. All right, cool. I think that's great. So, yeah, Mikey, why don't you lead us off? All right. So to just be completely transparent with having Bar Down Breakfast year one, heavy heavy rotation for me was just all the bands that played i'm not gonna lie like i was listening to those 12 bands on repeat for months and months leading up to the festival after the festival and you saw my spotify rap it was pretty much every single band played bar down breakfast so i I was definitely supporting all of those artists even though i know that they're not getting much from our streams but i was i was definitely showing a lot of love there and um outside of that um i'm gonna cheat on my like overall favorite album of 2022 and the reason i'm saying i'm cheating is because the album actually came out in 2021 but i didn't discover it until 2022 and that's super american like their album I, i think it's sup 
is the the title. I'm also not great at titles of albums, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I could Google it, but I'm also not good at doing that while I'm recording a podcast. So definitely that album was on heavy rotation outside of like the bands that played Bar Down Breakfast. And then my other two are, are just Homer picks, man. And I'm repping one of them and he's sitting across from me on the screen at a time, put out no boundaries on revival recordings, heavy, heavy rotation for me front to back. Just the, the classic pop punk that I love. I love the homies in at a time as people and as musicians. And it was definitely one of my favorites of 2022 and then keep it in the family. You know, Gold Steps also put out it, it, it's an eight songer. It, it's a kind of in between an EP and LP. I don't even know what to call that. But Gold Steps released an awesome album in 2022 as well. Um, so those are my picks. And uh, I guess it's kind of <laughs> bad when I was talking to Tom before recording and I was like dude what even albums came out in 2022 <laughs> and he listed off like 30 and I was just like geez I didn't listen to any of those <laughs> and it was truthfully because I spent so much time just spinning those 12 bands from Bardown Breakfast so hard this year so we can go over to Justin because I know Tom's just going to talk for like 50 minutes so <laughs> To, um, to save everyone, and if they want to, like, just stop listening after Justin, then they can because Tom so will talk forever. Um, this year was kind of this. This year was weird. Um, there are so many albums that came out from bands that I absolutely loved. Um, like just Tom said a little bit earlier, uh, from years ago and even till now. But um, I'm gonna start off with kind of one that kind of not flew under the radar, but uh, kind of an underrated band in my opinion. Um, but the album is Distance or Decay by In Her Own Words. Um, they are on, I think, Thriller Records, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but In Her Own Words has, has been probably on my top Spotify wrapped for oh God, six, seven years at this point. They're consistently up there. All of their releases have just been, you know, some of my favorite um, albums every single year. And Distance or Decay is definitely one of the ones that I've had on repeat since it came out. Like, I can listen to that song from front to back. Um, and and it's funny, I was, I was talking to um, one of my friends, Connor, um, who Tom and I used to work with, and he even, he even was like, my Spotify raps should just say, are you doing okay? You've been listening to this album for six months straight. Um, but it, it's such a, it's such a good album. Um, it was produced by um, Derek from state champs. Um, it also has another an alumni band. Um, it has Jonathan vigil from the ghost inside is also on the album doing a guest feature. Uh, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. If inner own words is ever playing in your town, Go check them out. They were just on tour with Capstan and uh, Cherry Amore. And it was such, that show was so good. Um, Coming in second is, you know, a band that um, I have probably seen uh, more times than I have fingers on my body. And that one is The Wonder Years with The Hum Goes On Forever. Um, 
I wasn't the biggest fan of Sister Cities. Like I like Sister Cities, but it wasn't it didn't didn't hit me like kind of like the greatest generation or even suburbia. Um but for some reason this album, especially, you know, Soupy singing about growing up and being a dad and singing about these relationships that he's kind of grown up from in the last 10 years has just been it's kind of like eye-opening because he and I are almost the same age. I think we're all pretty much in the same age group. But listening to how how much he's matured since, you know, even get stoked on it is just been so cool to see and kind of like that progression of like someone growing up with you. Um, so that my second one will definitely be The Hum Goes On Forever. And then um, my third one is probably going to be a little bit more in line with Tom on this one. And Tom might even actually have it on his top maybe top three but definitely top 10 mm-hmm. uh drift by pianos become the teeth oh yeah i was i loved that one but <laughs> you, you could take it um definitely a band that i've been listening to for so long uh baltimore post-hardcore favorites piano become the teeth um it was funny i, I actually just threw one the uh the they're they're split with touche amor maybe like a few weeks ago just to be able to listen to them and such a this band has just kind of progressed so much since I've been listening to them from like melodic hardcore to kind of like shoegaze to back to post hardcore. It's just been really cool to hear it. And Drift is just this weird, dark album that is just like this hit completely different. It, it kind of for for someone like me who is kind of not tired of the same old same old pop punk but sometimes i want to change it up a little bit this album really uh really helped out and kind of gave me that that edge that i wanted a little bit more hell yeah that i love that yeah that was (laughs) drift drift was so good i mean it was just like kind of keeping you know keeping in their their meandering you know away from being more post-hardcore to being a little bit more melodic and stuff but it's just like so haunting all the music yep. they write it's just like kind of crazy so um i picked three i don't know how i did it but i'm gonna give you some honorable mentions and i'm not gonna tell you anything about them i'm just gonna say the band and the record and you should go check them out so um to start uh wilhelm scream lose your delusion sweet pill where the heart is tree river time being um prince daddy and the hyena self-titled mm-hmm. record Pool Kids, self-titled record. Um, Pedro the Lion, Havasu, so good. Oso Oso, Sore Thumb, so good. Sweet Tooth, Mom Jeans, gotta go listen to it. Um, uh, 40 Ounces to Fresno, Joyce Joyce Manor, so Mm -hmm. good. Uh, Gleamer's new uh, EP here at all, so good. Hygiene by Drug Church, unbelievable. Uh, Waiting for Your Colors, Chief State, unbelievable. Anxious Little Green House, incredible. Kodak by All Get Out. Um, Otherness by Alexis and Fire. Um, just, just some. Go listen to them. Uh, if you want, if you didn't catch them because I said them too fast, then you know just hit me up. But the three records uh, that I picked out that happen to be my favorite, uh, I'll start with the one that came out uh, first. I think it was back in the uh, winter or something like that. Or it might have been the no, it was June. Came out in June. Uh, it's by a band called Valley Heart. Uh, mm-hmm. Records called Heal My Head. Um, 
I, I like I couldn't even tell you where to begin. I must have jammed the numbers uh, when it was just one single like 20 times. And I was just like, this record's going to be something special. And uh, their last record, Everyone I Ever Loved, was was great. It's kind of a little bit more you know, Manchester Orchestra-y, like, you know, a little bit more linear. But this record just has so much movement. It's, uh, you know, these songs that are just intertwining and like, brilliantly paced it's it's just unbelievable the songwriting is is there uh again you know uh you know valley hearts heal my head uh really truly one of the great records that i listen to uh coming in at number two for me is uh um little known ontario band called arm's length so good uh their newest record which um i always get the name wrong but it's um Never before seen, never before found, or never before heard. I don't know. Never before seen, never again found. That's what it's called. Um, it's, uh, I, I mean, the the vocalist sings in kind of the register of, you know, like people like uh, the guy from The Dangerous Summer and Somos, like that kind of like tenor, croony, really, really beautiful stuff. And all of the songs are just like, uh, the, the way the record's recorded, it's just like there's so much power in a lot of these different syncopated breakdown-y parts that like are just unreal melodic. I mean, uh, you know, just unbelievable. Um, you know, the record from front to start is kind of circular, which is a great thing. You know, I love the callbacks and all that kind of stuff, but the um, the melodicism is there and it's really, really quite fantastic. And my number one record of the year, which is kind of crazy because it only came out a month ago and but i've listened to it all the way through probably 30 times and i'll probably listen to it another 300 more is life after football by the smith street band it's like i i don't even know where to start it's like there's pixies in it there's springsteen in it there's the hold steady in it there's the bouncing souls in it i mean like there's just all of this mishmashed greatness that come together and the smith street band i think it's like their fifth or sixth record like they've been around for a long time they're from australia uh will wagner's just kind of crazy uh he's a genius when it comes to songwriting and this record was just so clean and that's something i've never been able to say about a smith street record like they're usually a little bit more raucous and loud which is great at some times but mm -hmm. like hearing it a little bit more clean and polished on this record with the same songwriting sensibilities uh, is like unreal. It's like they hit their level four Super Saiyan or something. I don't know. Dragon Ball Z reference for you, but um, you know, and like the just the songwriting content. I mean, like he's there. He's a song called Elvis, and he says, "I feel like Elvis, Circus '77, consume, 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 then die." And then he says. Uh, something else about the corpse of Elvis getting drop kicked out of heaven, but like it's just a microcosm for like how this guy feels like he's just can't stop eating and he feels like shit. And the whole record is kind of the theme about it is like understanding and catharsis and being okay with who you are, because you know Will's undergone you know quite a few changes you know in his life, and you know I think a lot of that kind of comes out in this record. But um, life after football, the Smith Street Band. My favorite record of the year. Go listen to it. Go listen to all the other ones I talked about. And go listen to all the other w records that everybody talked about because they're fantastic.
and thank God for music in 2022 because I don't I don't know what I would have done, but hell yeah! I didn't I didn't know we were doing honorable mentions. Oh, so rip some then. <laughs> oh man, so I'm I'm actually very surprised that in your honorable mentions you didn't bring up the other self-titled of another band that drops something this year after a 10-year break, Doctor Acula. Oh yeah, I, that's it's so good. You're right. Um, Tom's not uh, even friends with those guys. I know, right? Um, Pink Shifts, Love Me Forever was also great. Um, if you're into like kind of like weird, groovy, Paramore meets No Doubt meets like My Chemical Romance style. Like, I don't know, it's just so good. I can't even describe it. And then um, uh, Jer Bothered Unbothered came out. Uh, if you are if you follow Scott 2 Network, uh, Jer is, is Scott 2 Network. Um, but he put out an album on Bad Time Records that was really good. Um, and I think Tom hit all my other ones that I listened to, too, like Cool Kids, uh, Prince Daddy and Hyena. Um, and then one of my other favorite hardcore, post-hardcore bands um, that I haven't heard from in a few years, uh, Birds and Row, uh, just put out Gris Klein. Oh, yeah, they put out a new record, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Really good if you're into, like, the more heavier um kind of music but um confetti's is a really good song on that album i really recommend it if you're if you're kind of into uh something that's a little bit more faster a little bit more heavier fair now, enough and speaking think, of heavier hold on i i just i forgot one uh a celebrity therapist by the callous dow boys is so fucking good oh yeah so good so good <laughs> it's, it's wild good what were you gonna say up there I was gonna say I'm pretty sure that Just Friends album came out in 2022. That Hella, that's a it a might have. Did it? So I don't know. Let yeah. me Google it. Jeez, but I, um, I oh yeah, I, I love that album. Kings of the New Age came out too. That's right. State that's champs. Right. State champs. Stady champions. I forgot about that. Yeah, for your strong on that album, they have Ben Barlow from Neck Deep on that album. Um, Really good album. It was a really good follow up to um, Living Proof, but uh, but yeah, there was way too many good albums came out, and I think that we kind of saw that coming, especially coming from like the past two years. Not a lot of bands have been able to do much, so they were all kind of just writing and writing and writing and writing, and I think we're we're kind of getting to um, the tipping point of all these albums coming out and that's why it's really hard to kind of pick what a favorite album is um but yeah too many good songs even the interrupters came out with a new album i lost tom tom you're talking but yeah. we can't hear you we lost tom i thought i went deaf for a minute <laughs> am i no, back can you hear yeah me? you're back now uh, it was so weird, man. I heard a beep and things got weird. Uh, but yeah, I was just agreeing with you, man. So many great records came out. So much awesome music. Um, you know, drive through finally coming through with you know their you know repressing old albums. And you know, I know our our, our homies in Near Mint have some great stuff coming out. Uh, Parting Gift Records, Take This to Heart Records, always do incredible re-releases. Even some of the you know bigger independent labels are, are starting to get back into the re-release game. You're seeing Vagrant doing some stuff, Epitaph doing some stuff. 
um, you know, they realize that, you know, the vinyl game is kind of, you know, where it's at. And now that pressing plants are starting to become alive again, because, you know, we stopped pressing 500,000 copies of Adele records, you know, you're starting <laughs> to see some cool shit happening, which I really love. So, um, you know, that's where I'm at, you know, the consummate collector, always collecting, always, always checking stuff out. But music was really cool in 2022. And I have a feeling it's going to be really cool in 2023. There's, you know, some cool stuff coming out, you know, even some stuff that's, you know, been announced now, you know, uh, um, great band Palette Knife is coming out with a new record, John Ellison Weiss, uh, they're, you know, bringing to us their first record and uh, probably five or six years, um, a bunch of great stuff that's, you know, kind of in the, in the mix. And I'm sure there's some great stuff in the mix that hasn't even been announced yet. That's coming to follow. So, uh, super stoked for the future. I am a little upset because this came out literally on the first day of the year, but higher lonely power by fireworks. Yeah. Is I think that's going to make a lot of album. 2023, 2023 lists, to be honest with you. It's, uh, if you're used to fireworks, this record is definitely a departure uh, from what you're used to, but mm -hmm. um, there's brilliance in it. There really is. There's a lot of pain in it. There's a lot of, um, you know, the, the theme of the record is just like, you know, somebody questioning, you know, their own idea of what, you know, being spiritual is and, you know, the commercialism of God and all of this kind of stuff that, you know, is all too glossed over by, you know, conservative religious nuts, you know, but, you know, a band like Fireworks, you know, has decided they're going to use their platform to kind of be a little bit more on the nose with it, which I think is a great thing. And I think you said it best, we were talking in group chat, like the first track of the record has like, like less crazy Dillinger vibes. It's got like, you know, setting fire to sleeping giants, Dillinger vibes, which is like yep. unreal to think of, but um it, it is such a cool record and um i hope you know that you know there's a physical release that comes with it uh, and and all that jazz and you know hopefully 2023 brings some more of uh them touring around because fireworks is awesome and having them back is is great and you know hopefully some of my other bands favorite bands that aren't playing anymore will just be like well start playing music too like the fucking swellers you know like oh yeah or you know whoever else the sidekicks broke up that's a bummer yep. that just made me think about that they had a great record in happiness hours that came out like a couple of years ago i'm rambling i'm did rambling the, but... did the boston's break up this year too yeah they had to break up because dickie barrett's a fucking wiener uh <laughs> but it's it's okay to be a wiener sometimes you got to be a wiener but i'm rambling and i'm rambling because i'm so happy to be back here at home with you guys doing this, I've really missed it. You know, really miss getting to chat with you guys every week. Um, you know, it's a big source of support and and power and uplifting to me, um, you know, to get to do this. And to be honest with you, even if nobody ever listens to it, you know, the fact that we got to, you know, chat together and put this out into the world is good enough for me. But the cool thing is people do listen to it. People really, you know, are kind of digging what we're doing. And, you know, we hope that, you know, we were able to keep you engaged through 2022. And, uh, you know, we hope that those of you that were able to attend Bar Down Breakfest number one in Orlando really enjoyed it. Um, you know, Bar Down Breakfest two is coming up. 
when, where, who knows? You will have to find out. And the only way you're going to find out is by tuning in. Tune in to our episodes, to our socials, and you'll figure it out eventually. But 2023 is going to kick some ass, man. And uh, I'm pumped to be back with it, you know, back with you guys and kind of looking into new ways of keeping Bardown Breakdown fresh and awesome and couldn't, you know, couldn't be happier. So uh, truly, you know, from from bottom of my heart, um, you know, thank you to everybody who's been tuning in. Thank you to everybody who sent me well wishes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but pumped to say that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're back doing it to it, you know? Hell yeah, brother. We're so pumped to have you back with us. Uh, even though you never really left us, like we were still yeah. texting and checking in on you, but to have you back on the show is just yeah, man. amazing. And, you know, I, I don't think we can leave you guys off without just, getting a quick update on out of time because I know you guys have a show or two planned for January. I'd love to hear about that and what out of time has going on, Justin. Yeah. So, um, so well, bar down and out of time news. Um, I, the, the next episode of where did all my friends go podcast is going to be coming out, I believe next week. I don't know the exact date off the top of my head. I think the seventh, right? Yeah, I think it's the seventh. Um, uh, I was supposed to talk about uh, bar down and out of time, but the first fifteen minutes of the podcast, we're talking about uh, Guy Fieri and chicken strips. So <laughs> definitely check it out. Um, I'll be posting a few of those clips. Um, but but yeah, um, we we have we're playing emo night karaoke on January twenty eighth um, here in Orlando at Ace Cafe. Um, it is a, it is literally emo night karaoke. You get to go up and sing all your favorite songs, but the only difference is, is that instead of having a Casio keyboard rendition, you actually have a full live band behind you. Wow. So, cool. Yeah. Like I, I was just like, wait a minute, what? And they have a full band that knows all these songs and you pick whatever song you want to play and they will literally play. They have a click track. You have the lyrics go for it um so that's pretty cool and then uh yeah we have we have a a couple cool stuff um kind of lined up ready to announce uh one of them is with another alumni band here at bar down goalkeeper um we're going to be supporting them in march for a few florida dates that i'm not able to announce just yet and then um yeah we're we're gearing up for for bar down breakfast too um i mean all the information is out there. If you just go to episode 180 with Come Clean, <laughs> I think we leaked all that information. <laughs> so you guys are playing it? Yeah, we already said this. Okay. Oh, Mikey, why is your daughter so upset right now? Because she wants to be on the episode. Well, then bring her in here. <laughs> no, you scare her. Yeah, I don't blame you. No. I would too. Uh, but yeah, that's probably as good a reason as any to uh, uh, let this episode go out into the clouds, as they say. Uh, so Mikey can be a dad, and Justin can be also a dad, and I cannot uh, be a dad. I have a dog, but <laughs> yeah, that's Penelope. not the same. But you know, it's good enough. So um, you guys got anything else before we go? You probably do. You? I don't know. Uh, no, just uh, uh, I, I might be. Linking up with Kyle from the crease rule in a couple of days. I know we mentioned uh, that he is uh, close. So 
Uh, hopefully. Give that boy a bill of light. Hopefully you'll still be alive and you won't be dead (laughs) because he's going to be like, oh, I wanted to drink 350 Molson's. Oh, he has. I don't think he's drank Molson since he's been across the border. I think he's legitimately been keeping it to Miller Light. Good for him. What a a man. So, oh, before before we go, everybody, this is going to come out a week later, but everybody go on TikTok and watch Boston Bruins fans chirping a cutout of Sidney Crosby (laughs) in front of Fenway. They literally left a, a cutout of Sidney Crosby out for 48 hours just so Boston fans can chirp him. It is the, so good. It is, it's so good. It is literally one of the, the best two minutes of my life just watching I've, these guys talk shit to Sidney, a cutout of Sidney Crosby. That's good. That's better it. than like when celebrities have to read like the mean tweets. The mean tweets. That's okay. Yeah, because this is a celebrities reading mean things on the internet. This is a cutout in the middle of Boston, which is already like reading mean tweets, but in person. <laughs> yeah, so good. Love Unbelievable. It. Yeah, that uh, is is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but uh, guys, I can't wait uh, for all the cool stuff that we're going to do in the new year. But until then, uh, do you do you still do the thing? We can do it. Let's all do right. it. Well. We should do it. All right. It's been real. Peace be with you. And also with you. <laughs> it's and with your spirit now, guys. Get with the times. Yes. Yeah, we got to add the Holy Spirit. Justin's <laughs> and the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. <laughs> Peace. Later, guys.